0: step into the world of decay abandonment and chaos the story of an urban explorer starts here at the beginning welcome to the podcast you've been looking for all along this is No Tracers here we take only photos. We leave only footprints. And remember, leave no trace. Welcome back to the No Tracers Podcast. What's up? My name's K, just the letter K. I'm known as No Tracers or No Dot Tracers on Instagram. Uh, NoTracers.com is where you can find the blog. You can find my videos at NoTracersUrbex on YouTube or NoTracers on TikTok if you want to get into the TikTok world with me. So this week on the podcast, I'm speaking with TMD, the UE. He is an urban explorer based out of Baltimore, Maryland, and this week we're going to be talking about his amazing stories This episode is one of my favorites. He's a great storyteller and he's got a lot to share with you guys as far as tips and tricks go for urban exploring if you're just getting into the hobby or if you're a veteran explorer and you just want to hear some crazy stories. Definitely check out this episode. Uh, He talks about the time he fell down a ladder and split his shin open and didn't do anything about it for several hours. So definitely stick around for this entire episode. It's absolutely fantastic. I have an announcement. Uh, yes, I am making an Urban Explorers guidebook. It is now available for pre-order at notracers.com slash books or notracers.com slash shop. You can go over there. You can pre-order the book. It would mean a lot to me. So I basically came up with this idea back in December, and I know there are some, like, guidebooks or, you know, tip tips and tricks books Out there, but nothing like this, and I'm super excited to be teaming up with Curse Sketchbook. That's his username on Instagram. He's a Portuguese graphic artist, like drawer. This guy is just a very talented artist, and he sketches on top of photos of abandoned places. I've had him on the podcast. Definitely go back and listen to that episode. But he is sketching on top of my photos, and we're putting them together in a book. Super excited for you guys to get your hands on that one. I'm self-publishing the book, so if you want to support the podcast and my art directly, please go pre-order a copy of it. Share it with your friends. Thank you guys so much for your love, for your support. If you do like the podcast, please do me a favor and leave a rating and review. If you do that, send me a screenshot of it at no.tracers on instagram and i will send you a signed photo print as a way of saying thank you for listening to and supporting the podcast so this week i am actually recording in a hotel room in dallas texas i'm here on a freelance gig i'm photographing some professional wrestlers and i uh, wanted to get this podcast done with todd so i'm super excited for you guys to hear this one before we get into it just got to thank our partner liquid death water if you've never heard of liquid death well hey you know It's an amazing company. They give 10% of their proceeds to cleaning up the oceans and giving back to the earth. They are absolutely incredible people, and they've always hooked it up for my band, for my show, my podcast, uh, for my YouTube channel. So if you guys want to support me further and you want to drink some amazing water, because everybody needs water, so why not get it in aluminum cans that you can recycle and you're not using plastic Hit up liquiddeath.com and use code just the letter K for 10% off your order. If you run a bar, if you're a manager at a bar and you guys want an alternative to like sodas, they do have flavored seltzer water, or seltzer water, flavored uh, sparkling water is the word. Uh, They have flavored sparkling water, mango, berry, and lime. So if you guys are looking for an alternative, definitely check that out. You can order like 100 cases of water and I get a commission based off of that. So Again, use code just the letter K for 10% off. And let's get into this episode. TMD, the UE, please introduce yourself and how long you've been exploring to the No Tracers audience.
1: All right, what's up, everybody? Uh, My name is Todd. Of course, username TMD, the UE. I've been exploring for, Lord, uh, 16 years now.
0: Wow, that's absolutely incredible. So if you can think all the way back to the very beginning what was your first exploration? Like what was the first abandoned building that you ever went into?
1: The first, uh, the first one I ever went into wouldn't have really started it, but the first one I ever went into was some like blown up abandoned house in a quarry where my parents used to take us dirt bike riding. Um, but the one that actually got me into urban exploring or into photographing abandoned buildings, um, my buddy and I, We're at his house, bored to tears one day, and he was like, "Hey, there's this house down the street, and the kids from school go in it, and they tell you, they say you have to go in through the basement (laughs) to get into the house." I'm like, "All right, sounds cool and creepy or whatever." Because back then, I was thinking about like ghost hunting and stuff, which is something I don't even worry about now. But so I was all about it. So we, we went up the street, snuck in there, and honestly, it wasn't it wasn't much for an abandoned house. it was there was a chair and one picture of uh, their child that they left behind, which is kind of an interesting choice of all the things to leave behind. Um, but just for whatever reason I spent day after day going back there because I thought it was cool, interesting, creepy but that led to me trying to end up on we ended up on the internet searching for more places. I found the weird books. I don't know if you're familiar with those or not. Um, they have like it started with weird New Jersey and then okay. and then they spread out and they did other like weird this state that state they've kind of fallen off in the in the recent years of back then there was a popularity to them and of course when I went to the local library because that was a normal thing 16 years ago um, I like you know was looking through their computer system for things that were like tagged as like an abandoned thing and so that is where we came across the book. Um, and then it, 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 reading through it, there's a couple places, and one of them my mom was like, oh, I know where that is. Um, and luckily my mom was cool enough to take us to it.
0: Wow. That's amazing. Like, I, I love that you went to like a library and did like that kind of research because now it's so easy to just get on like, you know Atlas Obscura or you know there's apps out there now where people have just pinned spots which is interesting and uh, I think it's a fascinating way to kind of get to know your area more by doing that kind of research and it's thanks to things like like the weird series that you're talking about and things like that, um, as well as like social media, like connecting with other explorers and stuff. And can you touch on that a little bit, the aspect of social media and like what that's done for you and, uh, like what you've been able to accomplish with it and maybe the pros and cons of social media?
1: Yeah, for sure. So on the touch of sort of the effects, uh, social media versus a book or something has on places, it's funny because, um, they're all, they're all similar. Um, like the, the first place I went from that book, uh, was called Henryton sanitarium. It's a field now. Um, but the release of that book did so much damage to that place. Um, now of course I benefited from it though. Cause it was, I was able to find it at that point. I was able to go see it. Um, but also there was a lot of traffic there when you talk to people, you're like, Oh, how do you see this? How'd you find it? They're like, Oh, the weird book. And of course, then it caught on fire, and then they put a news article about it with the address. And then, yep. a- <laughs> And then after that, the place ended up looking like a graffitied parking garage. Uh, I still loved it for what it was, but it was it was decimated. But um, I mean, after getting into like getting onto the on- like the book, and then trying to dive into online research, I found um, a few forums that people got on one of them is still around it's uer.ca um that's sort of like one of the original urban exploring websites i think it was originally a website called infiltration and then they got put together and ended up as uer.ca but i found this one that was a maryland specific based group called urban atrophy and so i got in there and got a part of that and I, would, I it's still, you know, it's still a form of social media, it's still a f- uh, form of like the online sharing. Um it was definitely a little different though cuz as gatekeeping as people can be nowadays, it yeah. was very very different back then. I mean, you like almost applied to be a part of the forum. And you yeah. had and you had to like prove your worth to really like get anywhere with anyone, get any information or anything at all, which now people are for better or for worse, uh, a little bit nicer and more welcoming to people. But yeah, it was just interesting. I remember joining it back then and I was one of the kids, just like everyone that joins today is like, I was hoping I could like sign into a website and have a list of everywhere everyone went. Um, and of course I got, you know, I got reamed out for <laughs> a long time because of being that person. And I, I learned as quick as I could, Although my my initial reputation with that group was kind of tarnished. But for better or for worse, they uh, thought it was a joke that one of their other friends was playing on them. Because this group was so niche. And I ended up being very good at finding where other people were going. If they would post a place, mm-hmm. I could like follow the pictures and kind of like figure out where they were going and I would go there so quickly after them, they were convinced that I was someone in their group wow, and pretending to be someone else. So <laughs> it was entertaining that one day they finally had like a big meetup group and I showed up there with my, like at the time probably like 14 or 15 year old ass, like, Hey, what's up everybody. And they're like, Oh my God, you're not fake. You're a real child. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, now, now that it's, now that it's grown, um, I think, there's there's so many like positives and negatives to it. Mm. I like the positives that there's more people interested in this and that there are a lot of places, you know, that are being sort of like discovered or enjoyed again. And some people are doing good. Uh, The only downsides to it is the more popular it gets, the more sort of like people who are in it for, you know, a year or just a couple of months. And then that really interested in the buildings or really even that much in the photography they're just kind of interested in the sort of like excitement or explosion of their popularity of it all And it's like if it was something else that was this popular amongst like you know instagram or tiktok they'd probably just go follow that trend instead Mm. and that sort of that sort of group of people that the recent explosion of the the group has or the, the hobby has is one i'm less a fan of for sure but i do like it when new people get into it and they are really cool and they are really interested in knowing about places and caring for them to you know either preserve history or maybe even just assist the place and some way or another in someone's mind to maybe protect it from being demolished or just completely wasted at some point
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I I totally agree. There's this like wave of, I guess, young TikTokers that are just doing it for the clout purposes. And like, that's not why the I don't want to say real explorers, but for lack of a better term, the real explorers are doing this because we love what we do. We love the adventure. We love going into these decaying buildings because we find beauty behind the 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 falling apart of a building, you know, we find something magical about this and we love capturing it and sharing it with people. And, you know, there's, there are ways to help restore these buildings. You've got people like there's a a guy that I've had on on the show that goes by after the final curtain and his thing is exploring abandoned theaters and helping to get them restored. And I think that that's absolutely remarkable and, and commendable. I love that there are people out there doing that. You've got groups like save the decay that are, you know, helping uh, a specific individual that, that was a caretaker of a of a place for years and it has since fallen into disrepair. Everyone has left, but this guy is still living there. So they helped allow him and, and get him, you know, food and running water and d- did like donation stuff uh, to help this guy stay where he was to keep maintaining this building. So there are, you know, Good people out there that are trying to do good things within the community, and I think that's super commendable. And I, I definitely love that about the the community, and that we come together for things like that. Um, for you, when did photography come into play? Was it immediate, or did you pick up a camera kind of along your way?
1: Uh, well, you know, I had a camera in the beginning, but I was hunting ghosts. Um, as I don't right. <laughs> like I said, as I that's like the last thing in my mind now, but. It was really just once I was looking for the places and like got onto that form, became a part of it to see that people like were taking really awesome looking photos. And then I was like, well, damn, like there's this other side to this that I want to be a part of and I want to be able to enjoy. Um, so, I mean, that that's kind of where I it got me into it. I saved up some money from the cat rescue I worked at where I got paid like 56 bucks a week and uh i saved up money and i bought my first camera and uh i mean i started taking pictures trying to take pointers and stuff i mean a lot of where i started learning which is honestly where most people learn anything now is emulation i mean i was seeing other people's photos and i was like how are they doing that like or when i would see a scene i'd be like well this is similar to that and It's funny. It's stuff that like annoys me nowadays because like (laughs) I'll see, I'll see a photo and then I'll scroll down Instagram and I'll see the exact same photo, the exact same place from someone else. And I'm like, damn. But then I'm like, "Ah, I did that too. So like, I try not to do that now. I try to think a little bit different. I try to think a little more outside the box, but I know when, when you're starting, I mean the best, the best thing you can do is emulate to try to teach yourself. Mm -hmm. But I mean it opened up a uh, world for me because I really love photography now. And I went to school for it and I do, other stuff I take plenty of photos of different stuff and I do photography of weddings for money and well photography of anything for money really but, <laughs> Fair. but yeah um,
0: and then speaking more about like gear do you have any things that you bring into these abandoned buildings uh that is maybe outside the norm. I mean, obviously you've got a, a flashlight, a backpack, things like that, but there, is there anything that you specifically bring that is, uh, different than normal? Like, I, I mean, some people bring, I don't know, ghost hunting gear, you know, not you obviously, cause you said you don't do that anymore. That's the last thing on your mind. But like, do you bring anything in? And do you have any recommendations for people that are just getting into the hobby?
1: Uh, gear recommendations, man, I'm probably the worst person for this. I am like the king of unprepared. Um, I wear a jacket when it's too hot and then I get hot and I forget to put an underlayer on when it's cold and then I freeze. Um, but I mean, honestly, like the the little things that like I always like I, when I don't forget things that make my life so much easier is a pair of gloves. Even warm weather gloves are great. You don't necessarily want to wear them when you're outside of a building because then you look like you're going to do something sketchy like who wears gloves in the summer, but you know, once you, once you kind of get into somewhere, I mean, I've, I've been able to, you know, climb into things a lot easier and move things and not destroy myself as I usually do wearing gloves. I mean, I, I always forget my flashlight to be honest. I'm terrible. Um, Yeah. I'm
0: the worst. (laughs) Yeah.
1: The, the only, the only thing that I've managed to save myself with that now is like, I carry light panels with me. Um, so those become my flashlights at times. I think light panels are actually a very important part of the gear. Cause like these places are dark and like, I love natural light, but sometimes, especially like, I, I don't know why, but sometimes the coolest rooms are the ones that are completely boarded up or in the basement. Mm-hmm. And like, you got, you got no luck down there lighting with anything. So they, they make, light panels. They make cheap ones on Amazon. You can get for like 10 bucks and they make fancier ones for up to a hundred or more. Um, but they do the job. You just kind of turn them on. And the the point is it doesn't look like flash. And I mean, it helps for photos in a lot of ways. I call it my portable window. Just kind of set it, (laughs) set it up somewhere. I'd imagine there's a window and then I can shoot it that way. I'm like, yeah, you can tell it's artificial light in the photo, but it still has a more natural quality to it. So if I, if, if I could tell if someone that actually photographs stuff when they explore, I would definitely add that to your repertoire. But if you're don't, if you don't take photos when you explore, uh, you're probably more prepared than I am already.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. And speaking of, uh you know, not destroying yourself and using gloves and things like that, do you have any urban exploration injury stories that you can share?
1: I have many. Uh, <laughs> um, let's, let's go with a different one of, let's see. All right, let's go with this one. So, um, there's an abandoned mall, which I still yet have to explore be- because of this situation. Um, it was, uh, it was last summer and the the whole mall is abandoned, but there's like some stores around the rest of the parking lot. The anchor stores and everything are abandoned on this mall though, but the parking garage is used to store, um, I couldn't tell if they were rental cars or just like extra cars for a dealership or something. But either way, it was all very obviously like the same car after the same car. So although my car at the time had a white door, a black spoiler and the rest of the car was gray and I looked completely ghetto. um, We pulled up to the top of the parking garage and from the top of the parking lot, you get on the roof of the actual mall itself. So we were like, all right, once we're on the roof of the mall, we're pretty sure we could find a safe way in. So there's a series of ladders that kind of go like up and over like one side of the roof and then so on and so forth. I think we went over like maybe two or three ladders and we hopped over this little ledge onto this wall and there was a door. Luckily, the door handle was just unlocked. So I opened it. And I was kind of looking around and I was like, all right, look, looks all right. And I'm like, it's a little weird, uh, but whatever we'll continue on. And so as we're going down the stairs, I realized this is the anchor store, which is a Sears. And so I kind of like walk into the open area, um, of what was Sears. I'm looking around and I can see where it was attached to the all, but it's like kind of blocked off by, it looks like they just put up some like glass windows and, paper and i was like okay so i don't really know if we'll be able to get in there from here and uh then i look up on the ceiling and there's this green light that looked very strange and so i looked at my friend and i was like something tells me this is probably an alarm and they were like okay and i was like just be just re- be ready to run and so I, I take like another step forward and the, the green light turns red and, oh, no. and then it's just this blaring alarm <laughs> So I was like, okay, so we run back up the stairs out of the building across the roof up the one ladder and I'm coming down like the one the last set of ladder to where we can get to the parking garage and park and I slip and just kind of like fell down awkwardly. It it was like kind of just falling down repeatedly hitting each ladder step Um, and I was like in the moment I was like, whatever, I'm just going so we get back get in the car and luckily, of course, the the response of the local authorities was to the front of the Sears and not the roof of the parking garage. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got out and we drove out. And I was sitting thinking like, man, my my ass hurts because that was like what got hit a million times over. So I checked it and there was nothing wrong with it. And I was like, all right, cool. But then I noticed there was like a, ho- a small hole on the side of my pants. And I was like, oh, OK. So I looked in there and there's like a little little chunk of flesh. And I was like, ah. Eh, I'll be all right. So my friend and I went and got Chipotle and I'm standing in the Chipotle feeling my sock, just getting like really wet. And I was like, oh, I'm probably bleeding like really bad. Aren't I? So I pretended I wasn't bleeding. We went to, <laughs> we went to another abandoned place to eat the burrito. And it, as we were sitting there and I was like, you know what? I was like, I'm sorry. I gotta, I gotta take you back and I gotta go home. Cause like, I can tell this is like bad, but I don't want to look at it here. Cause I was like a solid, like 45, 50 minutes from my house. Oh my God. And so I just, you know, I just, I dropped my friend off and I, I drove all the way back to my house here in Baltimore. And, um, you know, and I was like, well, here's the moment. And, you know, I took my pants off past my shin and I had a four inch just down to the shin bone massive gash and there's like this nasty little piece of like I don't know some sort of muscular tissue like trying to hold it together
0: <laughs>
1: and I was like oh okay I was like well I'm glad it doesn't hurt like I'm looking at it and I'm like this should hurt really bad but it doesn't so this is great I, I give that to shin splints I had like 10 years ago um but yeah i mean honestly it didn't start hurting until i went to get it stitched up because i just went to like a little minute clinic thing we have up the street here Uh and you know the lady comes out and she's like oh how did you not feel that and then just starts squeezing it and (laughs) trying trying to like see how she could put it back together and i'm like well now it hurts and then it started bleeding all over again um but they stitched it up and it, it it it's healed it's still very obvious now but uh so this nice big purple scar down the front of my shin but it's just added to the long list of scars I have at this point
0: point. <laughs> and when when she came in and was like how did you get this like what did you tell her
1: uh I just said I fell down a ladder
0: oh <laughs> perfect
1: <laughs> yeah I didn't I didn't go too far into detail on that one
0: Sure. I, I'm always, like, curious about that aspect of it. Like, you know, we had another guy talk about his friend getting impaled on a spike fence when they were exploring, and, like, they had to go to the ER, and I was like, how did they explain this to the dot? Like, what <laughs> what would you even say? Like, oh, yeah, I jumped a fence and got impaled on it. Like, it's crazy, but I love, I love hearing the injury stories because I, I feel like they happen more often than people really talk about, and, like, we all have our fair share of scars from bandos, and I think it's kind of a fun little... Uh, I don't know, token that we take with us everywhere we go now and kind of can share that story after the fact. And so thank you for diving into that one Uh, with us. Absolutely. Um, (laughs) So good. Can you take me into your scariest exploration?
1: Scariest? I guess it depends on what term the scariest is.
0: Well, we've had people talk about ghost stories. We've had people talk about run-ins with, like, crazy dogs or the police. Uh, just there's a whole gamut of things that can lie under that umbrella, I guess.
1: Yeah. Oh, man. Uh. I, like, I rarely get too scared I, sometimes. I mean, I definitely get, like, sketched out and nervous. Um, I was going to say... One that was like one of a more recent one that had me a little bit worried. Uh, My buddy and I, we, I've been working a lot lately and I actually got uh, my friend who I mostly explore with uh, Hall, Chris or Chris Hall, um, a job with me. So we've been working a lot and not really getting out. And so it was like one day I was like, just let's go like drive around. Like it was like, we didn't even have time until the sun was basically down. I was like, we're not even really going to shoot anything. I was like, let's just go look for places and mess around. So, uh, we were driving around. We were probably about like two hours from home. And there's this hospital that we've known about for a while. Um, and I had checked it and I knew there was always a security guard in the lobby. And I was like, well, let's drive past it and see if he's there. And I could tell at that point there was no longer a security guard in the lobby. So I was like, oh, cool. All right, we're good. Um and then we we continued on with our night and I was like, if we come back by and it looks quiet, we'll go for it. So we came back by later that night and it looked quiet. So we were like, all right, let's go for it. Um I guess my mistake, which is like a mistake that I usually try not to make, um, was parking like directly next to the door that happened to be unlocked um which i was honestly was kind of dumb luck and usually i think it, it's hard it's like you either park two miles away and admit that you were doing something sketchy where you park right next to it and be like well i didn't know mm-hmm. so you know because like if you get parked two miles away you get caught it's like you just it's like well what were you doing then if you didn't think you were doing something wrong what were you doing um so we parked the car got out the first door we walked up to just was like open i was like oh sick and we walked around for a minute and it really wasn't much to see it was like a more modern hospital and it had been cleaned out probably to be sold off or something so Mm -hmm. and we're like okay whatever and then i'm walking back and i see a cop car in the parking lot and i'm i don't worry too much about cops because i've never really had a problem with cops uh but i have a problem with caretakers which is the past story about millions of stories about having bad experiences as caretakers. And then I see this truck parked behind my car and it's, I'm like, "Uh, it's a pickup truck. And I was like, now I'm worried. And I'm like, all right, let's go out this other side door. And so we went out another side door and I kind of came around and I was like, is the truck still behind my car? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, all right. So we decided to walk away and try to get some food. And we were hoping that when we came back, you know the truck would be gone and so we walk all the way back we go get our, we go get some food which we tried to get pizza hut and then they said they only had the drive-thru open and then we were like can we walk through the drive-thru <laughs> right <laughs> and they were like uh yeah sure come around so we came around stop it <laughs> and the guy was like what are you doing you can't walk here and i was like you told me to oh, uh so and then we tried the popeyes but they were closed too so we ended up getting potato chips from like the I don't even know if it was like an Aldi or what it was mm-hmm. um, and then we so we walk back, and of course, I'm getting close and i and i I see the truck just still sitting there, and I'm like, okay, this is annoying, and that's when I started getting worried. I was like, man, I was like, I really don't wanna get in trouble. I was like i gotta I gotta work tomorrow and I was like and th- and I was like, this guy's gonna freak out. I just know how caretakers are. look this guy's gonna freak out, so I was starting like him and I are both like wandering around trying to figure out what to do. And we ended up calling another friend of ours who lives near there. And we were like, Hey man, do you think you like pick us up and then like drop us off at our car? And then like, we could pretend that we had nothing to do with it. (laughs) But then of course my phone rings and my mom is on the phone and she's like, Hey, and I was like, Hey, what's up? And she's like, Oh, you know, the, the, this officer from like whatever counties, is uh, sitting at your car. Uh, they said one of the neighbors saw you breaking into a building.
0: Oh, no. And I
1: was like, oh, man. And I was like, so now I like have to face the music. And I was like, okay, I guess we're just going to walk back over there like a bunch of idiots with like potato chips in our hands. <laughs> um, and so I was like, we're, like panicking the whole time. And luckily, once I got all the way to the car, And also, like, somewhat regretting all of my decisions, the truck, just because I live in Baltimore City, and this is not a thing, the truck was actually a police car.
0: Oh, So they just had,
1: like, police trucks. What the fuck? And I was like, and I walked up, and I was like, oh, okay. And it was funny, because the one officer who had called my mother was so confused. The rest of them were, like, probably my age or younger and I started like explaining it and a couple of them smiled and two of them walked away. Uh, and then I was like, ex- trying to explain it to this guy. And then he was like, well, why did you leave? And I was like, honestly, I saw the truck. And I was like, Oh, it's going to be some crazy dude. And he is just going to, is going to lose his mind and he's going to make you charge us for something we really didn't do. And I was like, cause that, that's essentially what happened to me. One time I actually did get arrested for exploring. So I was like having flashbacks to that moment. Uh, luckily, like I, we explained it to him and they were like, we can't, we don't even like, can't even get a hold of the people who own this building. So it doesn't even matter anyway. And I was like, geez, that was such a waste of my energy. (laughs) But I think the worst part of that was both my friend and I were in a very similar situation, like a month prior where we were in a somewhat recently closed hospital. That one was actually really cool. And we left and then we were like, you know what? I'm not satisfied. Maybe we really, the morgue wasn't ripped out of it. Maybe we just missed it. So we went back in and right when we walked back in this, there's two security guards in the hallway and they caught us. And it ended up being like this 30 minute long thing of them, like telling us like all these like horror stories of what, what they're going to do. And like, (laughs) and like they called in their other security guard who I don't even know where they came from with like a, a dog and they made this whole spectacle of it. And, uh, it was, so we were like, I I thought those people were going to charge us, but luckily the one like older dude in that group, like leaned over to us at some point was like, they're just being ridiculous. You'll be okay. Uh, (laughs) and I was like, okay, cool. I was like, I was like, man, I was like, my thing is like, I don't really care too much about getting caught. Like that's not a problem. It's when people start like freaking out. Mm -hmm. I'm like, uh, like the people were acting like we had like guns in our bag and they're like, put the bags on the ground. I'm like, okay. Like, don't just shoot me for nothing. Like, I was like, I, I don't want to be the guy that's like, oh, I got a camera here. And then you shoot me because you, c- you're more scared of me than I am of you kind of thing. Um, but yeah, we just had like two situations very similar happen back to back. So when the second one happened, I was like, oh, this is the one where where I go to jail tonight. I was, like, God, I was like, damn it, I do not want to do this.
0: No. Yeah. Oh, my God. So being from the Baltimore area, I assume you've been to Forest Haven Asylum.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. A million times
0: so i i don't know when the last time you went to it was i went there in 2018 on thanksgiving i hit up a guy that goes by e hunter tv uh and because i saw he he had posted on a forum and about the place and i was like yo i don't know what you're doing on the morning of thanksgiving but like you want to go explore this place with me so we ended up nice spending like four or five hours at that place and one of my favorite places that I've been to, I, I absolutely loved it, and like sneaking around the security guards and like all that stuff, it was just quite, quite an adventure. That one,
1: yeah. Um, so that was the second place I ever, oh, like, I ever went to after <laughs> Henryton. So I guess Henryton was technically a second place, but that was the second big place I went to. Um, once again, my mother took me, um, and it was funny because, like, once again, I was thirteen years old, so. My mother and I walked us down the trail and let me and my friend go. She was like, "Go ahead," but then my friend and I were like, "This is spooky," and we got my mom to come. So thanks, mom. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean that was two thousand. Oh God, when was that? I don't even know. I'm like uh, two thousand and five, two thousand and four. Wow. Um, yeah, and it, it. I and then when I where I went to school was only 20 minutes from there. So I had a break every Wednesday from one until six. So I spent usually about four hours there every Wednesday uh, for like years. A lot of my, yeah, I was able to like, you know, complete a lot of my photo projects and stuff within those spaces and stuff. And, you know, I would take other classmates and stuff. Um, It is crazy to see how it's changed though. I mean, uh, and honestly, it held up pretty well until COVID happened. And then it was like, it was one of the weirdest things it went from. And I haven't, I haven't been there now and I did go last year to repair the morgue, um, which I I think it's probably already destroyed, but my friend and I decided it would be a fun little thing to put the morgue back together. We like painted the doors and painted the wall and like screwed the doors back on and everything and cleaned it up. And we're like, we'll we'll see how long this lasts. So I'm curious if it lasted or not. It's probably already been destroyed, but yeah. I mean, it remained, I mean, there was always vandalism and it, whereas like the old term for it, like back on the old forum groups, people would call it scrapper city because it was just a great place for people to scrap. And like, every time you'd be walking down the trail, you'd see a people coming up with just like big duffel bags full of copper piping. Um, But yeah, I mean, it it looked the same other than natural decay and like that sort of like the scrapping nonsense until COVID happened. And now there's a ton of graffiti in there for sure. That Mm. kind of like, you didn't see there before. I mean, you saw like the simple vandalism and stuff, but but not the, the tagging really kind of exploded, but it was funny. I mean, there was literal like families, like, you know, like younger, like pretty young kids back there with their parents, just like meandering uh, when, when, when the COVID happened, I I don't know what it was, I guess people got on the internet and they're like, what can I do that, you know, isn't closed. And they were like, well, how about this abandoned hospital? Uh, I mean, I, I really don't know, but yeah, but I would agree with you. I, I had spent so much time there and it is fun, uh, dodging security and doing all sorts of other things there. And it's also, you never know what you're going to get with the security because I had, I've been chased by them. Uh, one of them, after I had r- gotten out of the property and was walking on the main road back, uh, tried to hit us, which was great. This, uh, this other one, I was walking through one of the baseball courts or sorry, baseball basketball courts there. Uh, and the, the van came whipping around. And I was like, ah, damn it. And I was like, I'm not even going to run. Cause like, I'm so close to him. I'm just going to talk to him at this point. And then he just like drove past me and I was like, oh, okay. And he gets out gets on top of his van and then starts painting the backboard white of the basketball court. <laughs> what the fuck? And I was like, okay, I guess this guy just wants to play basketball later. Like right. he didn't he could he could have cared less that we were there. So I'm like, I don't really know like who's doing what and who who cares and who doesn't over there, but I've had many many experiences of running from the the security and whatnot. That is one of the few places that I still feel like has like this what I remember uh, exploring being like, cause like back when I was, I mean, they, they, a lot of these places started coming down a long time ago, but like when I was like 16, 17, 18, uh, there were so many like large hospital complexes that like, you knew you could get into, but you knew there was security and it was all just about like timing everything. Right. And that was always a, a big thrill. And like, you always also kind of always knew that like, you weren't really going to get in trouble. So, like that was like this just this fun like game to play, but now the way things are like most of those big complexes are gone the the few that are around like a, like now that people actually seal up buildings back then, they didn't they just like left everything open and then assumed that the security guard was enough work to keep people out. but it's probably just the popularity and the ex- sort of exposure that the internet gives this hobby that I think people are a little more wary of people trying to get into abandoned buildings now.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I think that, you know, I lived in California for eight years. So out there, they take it super seriously. So now, instead of just security guards, they have like a police presence at a lot of the bigger places. Um, Like there was a 17 story abandoned hospital that kind of blew up on my channel and a bunch of explorers have been there. But... Uh, I think we I know actually, which one you're talking about. Yeah. We actually were walking around trying to find the right like staircase to go up, you know. It's like 17 stories, so we're like prepared to go up seventeen flights of stairs at this point. And a security guard walks up to us as we're looking at the blueprint map on nice. the wall. And he's like, Hey, uh, what are you guys? We you need help finding something? And we have like our camera bags. Like we do not look like we're there to like visit somebody, right. you know? And he's like, uh we just kind of like bullshitted our way through we were like oh yeah we're going to the classrooms on the fourth floor and he was like oh yeah take the staff elevator and keyed his card in so we get in the staff elevator and the doors close and I was like okay I'm gonna hit four and when it gets to four we'll go to the staircase and then we'll just go up the stairs so we hit four and nothing happens and we're in there for like a minute and I looked at my friend and I was like dude did he just trap us in this (laughs) elevator like are we fucked right now and then all of a sudden like a Freaking roller coaster ride. We shoot all the way up to the top floor of the building and the doors open and we like look out and it's completely abandoned and like quiet. And we were like, holy shit, this dude just sent us up to the top of this building.
1: That's awesome.
0: hundred percent. Like one of the coolest explorers I've ever been on in my I was entire gonna say that. life.
1: That's that's awesome.
0: Dude. Yeah. Getting getting like access like that. Yeah. I like, I like
1: how he's like, I know what you're doing. You don't look like yeah. Like I mean, I guess he, he judged that you weren't going to vandalize and I was like, just go for, for it. Sure. Yeah. Um, I had
0: like purple hair at the time. And like, you know, we were not normal looking at whatsoever.
1: Right. You know, that that can help you in some situations and can not like, I've definitely been in situations where I like look at myself and I'm like, I look like I'm about to break into something. (laughs) For sure. Like I'm like not in the right, like, this is not like the kind of area for like some kid with ripped up skinny jeans and like a, a, like a band hoodie that like looks like he hasn't showered in three days to be like, it's pretty obvious where I'm going, um, but yeah, and that's funny. what you, you were like, he was like, "What do you guys need?" Because I, I forgot that my favorite line was that, uh, like, a couple months ago, that pl- first hospital that my friend and I got caught at with the security guards in the hallway. They, they, they were shouting, "Who do you work for?" <laughs> so What's my curiosity that? was almost my curiosity was almost like, were they hiding something? Were they worried about something? And it was funny because earlier in that day, we had heard them coming and we had ducked into like a closet and I, they probably they could have looked right at me, but they walked past like pointing at machinery that they were like selling off. And then like and then we like just hid in the closet for like another 15 minutes. But I just thought it was so funny. They were like, who do you work for? And I'm like, uh, we were like, uh we don't work for anyone. I mean, I was like, we're trying to explain to them like this is what we do. I know it sounds stupid and I know it's like not the answer you want, but. I was like, it's as dumb as it sounds. We go, we go into abandoned buildings and take photos of them. I, like it's, it's silly, but you know, um, Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I, I haven't had, I had a similar experience, not nearly as awesome as that. Cause that's definitely super rewarding. Um, years and years ago, I met up with a group of people to do a abandoned hospital complex here in Baltimore. And we were all inside and then one, of like we were all sort of spread out throughout the building. It was, it's a huge building. Uh, And then one of them called us and was like, I just got caught and I got kicked out. And like, he's like, I don't know if like the police are coming or what, I don't know what's going on. Just let you guys know. So then we all started, started hiding. And then like, we watched one of our other friends get grabbed in the hallway by like this caretaker or something. And I'm like, oh, man, what is going on? So luckily, my friend and I were able to get out in that situation. But once we got outside, uh, we talked to the caretaker. And he was, like, actually really cool. Once he knew we weren't, like, in there scrapping and stuff. And so he, like, gave us his phone number. And he was, like, just text me when you guys want to come back. Like, I'll, like, unlock doors for you and show you around and show you where everything is. He's like, I've been here for years. So it, it was funny, though, because, like, And then during that whole conversation where he was like, you can come anytime a cop did show up and the cop the cop starts talking to us too. So we're all having this conversation with the cop and the caretaker and blah, blah, blah. And then like after 20 minutes, the cop's like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, Oh, by the way, do I need to arrest any of these guys for you? And I was like, Oh, what a, what a, what a transition that conversation. Like, I'd hope at this point we're cool. You know, no, but that was, that was fun. He was a nice contact to have, but then he got fired probably for doing exactly that.
0: Right. For like letting people
1: into the building. Yeah. But yeah, in my, in my opinion, sometimes like you have, I think about that all the time. Like if you had someone there that was like willing to sort of set a tour or like allow people in, you're better off protecting the building. Cause like it's the not allowing people in that usually leads to vandalism. At least if you're, if people know you, you're like, I mean, people are assholes. They vandalized museums. Um, but, you know, like at least it kind of controls that a little more to be like, oh, well, I know you ask this guy and he lets you in. He's cool. Like that's they'll even disrespectful people will have more respect for something like that. Whereas like when it's like, oh, not supposed to be there, then all of a sudden people's mind switches off and they go and they just like bust into something.
0: Yeah. I'll, it's like the the don't stick your finger in the outlet scenario. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Tell them no, they want to do it.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I do know some people out there right now that prefer to break into places even when you can just ask. So, you know, you, you can't win with everybody. But
0: And then uh, can you take me into your most dangerous or riskiest exploration? Uh, the mall, to me, sounded pretty risky and dangerous. R- r- risky but, like, and dangerous. Yeah.
1: Man, I don't know. I guess it's the the definition of what is risky and what is dangerous. I mean... I don't know. I've I've become pretty like you can go ahead and do it without me uh, at this age. I mean, I love doing places and I'll risk some things, but one thing I'm like, not a fan of risking anymore is like life or limb. Like, I mean, I remember being a teenager and there was like this house and the entire like two floors had collapsed through. And all that was left was a baseboard heater to get to the, the attic staircase. And I was so like driven to go to that attic that I like held on to pieces of the wall and like walked across the baseboard heater to get onto the staircase to go into the attic. And it's cause I knew there was a wheelchair up there, which now I like, I'd be like, okay, there's wheelchairs everywhere. Like I don't need, <laughs> you know, like it's not a big deal, but like I was so driven, like stuff like that would terrify me now. It's like, and I used to, I used to go through floors all the time. And uh, like I have injuries from all that crap. I'm just lucky that I never went through a floor like real bad. Uh, Now I'm just like, Nope, that looks kind of shitty. I'm not doing it. Like, I just like, I will not. Um, Like two, two things that I definitely almost killed myself on, which both involve power plants, which is honestly a play. It's funny. So I don't really like power plants. I know like they're like a big craze among like a certain group of people. And my friend Chris is one of those people who loves power plants. I like, they're cool. And like, I like want to see them of course, but to me, it's a certain point when it just becomes gray mesh. And I'm like, all right, it's, it's like overwhelming gray mesh. And that's probably like an undiagnosed mental issue I have. (laughs) But uh, yeah. So the first one I was at this uh, Yonkers power station, I can name drop that because it's literally a giant piece of graffiti. Uh, And I was up on the boom crane, and i'm like oh i'm gonna take a picture up here and i was looking through my lens or through my camera and it was zoomed in and i didn't think about the fact that when i zoomed it out really fast it threw me off balance because i was looking through it and then i started doing like a wiggle wobble like on the edge of the thing and i was like finally caught myself and i was like wow i almost just fell about like 10 stories to my death in this stupid graffiti warehouse um And very similar scenario, uh, a power plant that we have here in Baltimore that has recently gotten very popular. Um, uh, Last winter, I went up on the the boom crane, of course, uh, and I decided I was going to fly my drone. And my drone decided that it was going to come home violently. (laughs) And so it just flew at me. And luckily, I was like, do not fall. I just like put my hand up and like grabbed it and it chopped my hand to pieces. And I was like, okay. I was like, I'm done with the boom cranes. I'm also done with the drones in these abandoned buildings. Cause I've had that thing attack me so many times. I should probably just get a new one. It is old. That's probably my fault for being cheap. But like, I was like, I have a bad reputation with these boom cranes yeah, I was gonna say that that's for me, that's that, that that would be more the most dangerous sort of stuff I get involved in other than being honestly just like too negligent with like, Oh, a hallway full of black mold and standing water. Let's walk through it. You know, <laughs>
0: seems like a good idea. Yeah, like, I mean, I do
1: that all the time. But I'm just yeah. kind of like, I don't know. It's like, I have probably destroyed myself at this point. Like, for sure. What's another couple of years at the end of my life.
0: There is this uh, episode I did last year with a guy and uh we were talking about you know black mold and our lungs and like all these things and i was like man one day there's going to be like a you know you remember those old mesothelioma commercials absolutely we're going to have like did you explore abandoned places yeah. you may be entitled for compensation
1: <laughs> yeah probably not though it'd be like did probably you Probably not
0: though cuz it's your own damn fault yeah it'll <laughs> be
1: like did you explore abandoned places yeah, you're, you're shit out of idiot. luck yeah yeah <laughs>
0: So what were you thinking? Yeah, exactly. So what do you do when you're not exploring abandoned places?
1: Uh, Just work. Honestly. Yeah. I mean, try to do other stuff, but mostly just sleep and work because when I, when I do have free time, that's what I'm trying to do. It sounds goofy and addictive, but I mean, it is. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, it is. I mean, I work like I definitely work five days a week. Sometimes I work six. So like if I get the time off on like one day a week, I'm I'm going to be going exploring. Amazing. Um, and then,
0: uh, do you prefer to explore with people or alone? Do you have a preference?
1: Definitely with, I like, uh, my anxiety goes to the roof by myself. Cause I'm like, I don't like large groups that makes me like worried too. It's like two or three, like two or three people groups is like, great. Like, I know when I go exploring, like Chris and I get along well because we gauge things very similarly. So it's like there's like I've been with people where it's like they have like no off switch where it's just like, oh, everything is go, you know, and then you like always get in trouble or something always goes wrong. And then I have other people that you never get into anything because they're too scared.
0: Right. so you gotta find that l- right yeah balance. luckily
1: Chris and I have a very similar decision of like is it worth the rest of this energy or is it worth this energy like we we, we can usually make that assumption and so like I like on with him and like like I said two or three people I like three the best I think it makes me feel the most comfortable just because I'm like that's another like three people it's like I feel like comfortable if like something goes wrong there's like two extra people if you're like injured or if you get into a, a fight with a vagrant? I don't know. You know, you never like, at least there's like that extra person when it like just two is a little bit different, but like my worst like fear would be like, and I, I like shooting abandoned houses a lot. Um, I don't post them much anymore, but I still love going to them and seeing them. But my worst fear would be just myself and like some, you know, backwoods family with guns, like yelling at me, like, what am I doing here? I'd be like, Oh, this is terrible. Like, at least i'd like If i'm gonna get shot in the woods i'd like to do it with one of my friends <laughs> you know of, like i could not I'm gonna yeah.
0: quote that for the yeah. rest of time if i'm gonna get shot in the woods i want to be with my friends
1: yeah i mean i think that's a fair <laughs> statement like for sure um yeah because i definitely like, i like i've tried to go in some places by myself and i have gone in some places when i've really wanted to but just like my level of like like heightened like anxiety and awareness like takes away from really enjoying the place, and it takes away from my photos too, because I'm too worried about every little thing. Because like yeah, a one one on one encounter is like with someone that isn't yeah you know doesn't have the best intentions is not something I'm trying to find myself in in an abandoned building. You know if I'm on, if I'm on the street, I can maybe like say hello, help or something. I don't know, but. Uh, Yeah, I d- d- someone will be in the middle of an abandoned building when something goes wrong. Or once again, like the floor collapses and I break my leg and I'm just like, well, don't have cell phone service. So I guess I'm just going to lay here for a while. <laughs> like, you know, that also doesn't, that's not on the, the top of my list of things to do.
0: No. <laughs> and do you have any uh, goal places, bucket list items, places you're dying to explore that you haven't been to yet?
1: Man. I don't, there, there's so many places to explore. I try not to set goals because every time I set a goal, the place ends up getting demolished and I don't get to go. Uh, yeah, I mean, I like really anything and everything. I mean, my, my favorite places are places I don't recognize, to be honest. So like my, my favorite explorers that I've ever done is just like find some random thing and all like you just has you got great shots in there. or It's a really cool place or something really awesome to offer. Like those are the most surprising and most fun for me um yeah i mean i know a lot of people go for chernobyl but that's one place i think like i almost wanted to like be a hipster and never go to <laughs> i'm just like i don't want to see that place anymore uh, i
0: don't know i'm so fascinated by the history yeah of that place yeah, yeah trust
1: like, me i would go like without a for, doubt yeah <laughs> but like a yeah, part of me just like doesn't want to
0: yeah no i feel you because you're like everybody wants to go there i'm yeah, not gonna go like, fuck you
1: <laughs> Yeah, and there was like a period of time where like Chernobyl became Kings Park essentially, and it was like so many people were going. I was like, "What in the world? Like, how do you guys make this something that is like being blown up by our hobby? Like, Lord, it already blew up in a nuclear disaster. Uh, (laughs) It doesn't need to blow up on social media either."
0: No, oh my god! Uh, And then if you could live in one abandoned place you've explored (laughs) for an entire week, which place? Oh God!
1: If I could live in one.
0: Yeah, like comfortably, not like on the fucking concrete floor in water, like, you know, comfortably. I
1: was trying to to think of like a let's see. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like a place that would be like something where I, I felt the need to like continue to go through it. I would say and this would have been like the 2011 version of it because most of it's gone now and just a complete shambles but Norwich State Hospital in Connecticut that place back in the day was it still is probably like what I would consider like the like the perfect description of like what I see as like abandoned state hospital like all the photos the style of decay how well preserved it was it had like massive complex and a great network of tunnels uh I could have spent I spent a day there and it was a full day and I was still very rushed and only got to go through like six different buildings, but I could probably easily have spent a week there without a doubt, shooting it and be happy and probably return again later.
0: Amazing. And what do you hope for the future of urban exploring?
1: Man, that it doesn't implode on itself. I feel like it, there's a chance of that happening, but I'm hoping that, uh, I'm hoping that the people, like I said earlier, the people that that are in this for the right intentions stay in it and the people on the wrong intentions leave because it's just like if it gets too much gravity, uh, it's not going to be possible. Like it's just going to be completely removed from our ability. That's why I'm really trying to enjoy it now because I feel like there's a good chance with just the continuing advancements in everything and then you add heightened awareness to it like there's a chance that it just won't be a thing you can do. And, you know, maybe it'll be at this point where I'm too old to do it anyway. But, um, I mean, I've already, I've already seen signs on buildings that say like no photographing.
0: What the fuck?
1: <laughs> like, it's like a, people are obviously into it. There's, there's a couple of buildings in Philly that are labeled, like has the list of things under what is considered trespassing. And, and it's like taking photos is one of those things. Wow. And so it's like, you know, we, we keep making it super aware. Then all of a sudden, you know, the people are going to be like, Oh no, we know what you're doing. And it's still illegal. Yeah. Like you can't, you can't like, you can't do it anyway. So, uh, the only, the other opposite side to that, that could be a benefit is if, um, you know, and it's terrible to say, cause then it would become a tourist attraction, but, if the popularity of this somehow made people go, Oh, I can make money off of this. And we're like 20 bucks. You can come in and take pictures and then use the money to like, save the buildings or do anything any good. Then that wouldn't be nearly as bad because then you're taking away the fact that, you know, you might get, you might die or get arrested for it. Um, You know, there's, there's also that side of it. And I've, I've seen some places take advantage Of that, and I've seen some places use it to repair the buildings. So,
0: yeah, definitely. I mean, you've got. I mean, speaking of Philly, you have Central State.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. The penitentiary is a great example, and then like out in Western Pennsylvania, you have the Crescent Prison now, Mm -hmm. which like everyone is like piling onto. Uh, I wonder. I wonder if that if the popularity that will ever end. I don't know, but (laughs) it is crazy. I went there one day, and. I was completely overwhelmed by the amount of people there. It was insane.
0: Nuts. Was, yeah, I, I remember going to a Ashmore Asylum in, like, super rural Illinois. This guy hired me to film his YouTube video. He was, like, ghost hunting in this nice. abandoned asylum. But, like, you can rent it out for the night. Like, every ghost hunter in the universe has been to this place. Gotcha. Like, American ghost hunters, like, all, they've all been there, you know? Yeah. And, so we, we got to stay the night in this place, and nothing happened, so he didn't really use any of the footage, so I made my own vlog the next morning because uh, he decided to leave early, and we still had like four or five hours, and I was like, "Fucking, going to walk around this place by myself, you know, knowing that it's safe because there's a caretaker there's somebody that like allowed us in and like unlocked the door and all that stuff and yeah that was a super cool experience i would happily
1: do something like that by myself that wouldn't bother me knowing that knowing that i was like a okay i'd be like all right i'll do this by myself but
0: yeah for sure and then uh my final question for you is what is something you know now that you wish you knew when you started exploring
1: woof God, there's so many things. I mean, in relation to exploring specifically, let's see here. I don't know. I mean, really. Uh, I, and, and honestly, it should be a tidbit of information for everybody. Let's just say, don't rely on other people for urban exploring, and that goes in so many ways. Like if if people want to shut you out of the group, you don't need to rely on them. Like. It's out there. Um, and also like sometimes it's good just not to rely on people because for me, it's more exciting. Like as time has gone on and I've stopped asking people for places and just started finding my own stuff. Even if I find places people have already been, it's more rewarding to just like find it, go there and, and get into it, you know? Um, and the other one, which is, is up for debate, you know, less be uh less revealing of where your places are. I think it's perfectly Okay to just take your photos and let the right people, you know, grab a hold of the locations cuz although giving the names of places, you know, gets attention and helps you out in one way or another on the internet, it never helps the place out. And I and I I still look back on places that like when I was younger that I'm sh- I like pretty positively had had a hand in destroying and I'm like man, like that sucks and like I realized that like Every time something like that happens now, I'm like, I know I did that at some point as well. And so I try to be like understanding of like, oh, yeah, like, well, you shouldn't have done it. I'm like, that's why I'm never like a rude, large voice on the Internet about stuff like that, because like I've done it. I mean, I think definitely say give people give guidance of like, no, don't do that. But I've done it. So I can't get mad at people when it does happen.
0: Right. Absolutely. And uh, if people want to keep following your journey, where can they find you online?
1: Instagram, yeah. Instagram's the best place. I do have a TikTok that I like occasionally use, but I'm like terrified of using TikTok for the same reason of like places getting blown up, just getting way too popular. Don't don't put information out there, but at the same time if someone sees something they recognize or knows good enough, then there's a risk. Well yeah, just same thing at TMD the UE. No one else is probably gonna take that because it's weird it's my initials and then the urban explorer um you know so that is literally my social media on any social media thing for my urban exploring stuff
0: all right that is my episode with tmd the UE. if you want to check out his stuff i've put his instagram down below thank you guys so much for supporting this podcast and everything that i do once again if you want to pre-order my new book which is an urban explorer's guidebook go to notracers.com and you will find everything you need to know about it there. Thank you guys so much for supporting what I do and for wanting to be a part of this journey. If you want to come on the podcast, if you want to share a story and you don't want to come on the podcast or if you do want to come on the podcast, you can email me at no uh, You can email me at contact@notracers.com at or you can DM me at no.tracers on Instagram and we'll get you booked in for the show. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate you. I'll talk to you next week with another one. Stay strong, keep enduring, go out, go explore something. And remember, leave no trace.